Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome, my girlfriends, to the show. I'm so excited to have you both here today. We've had uh, each of you on the podcast uh, one at a time, just so the guests could get to know each of my friends and to learn about who you are and you know how we became friends. Vanessa and I shared an awesome story about me seeing her in line at Starbucks, and uh, Nubia and I, you know, we just became fast friends from the gym, and it wasn't until we kind of both left the gym that we became even closer, <laughs> friends, right? So, welcome yeah. back to the show, girls. It's good to see ya. So happy to be here. Excited to be here. Yay. And you know, whenever I have conversations with people I know intimately and like super well, I have an idea of what we're going to talk about. But then whenever we come together right before the podcast uh, recording starts, I'm always like, what's really on the top of mind for you? Like, what have you been, you know, feeling into what's been challenging? What do you think we could give insight to people listening that might resonate? And I mean, you're looking at three women here who are going through massive transitions in their life, whether it's, uh, financially, personally, uh, business-wise, like we've got a new mom here. Like we are, we got you covered across the board. So you're going to find yourself in bits of our stories as you listen. And my whole idea for having the girls on the show regularly was A, selfishly to get time with them, but B, to share the conversations that we have privately that we don't otherwise get to share outwardly. I know they both have a huge following on social as well of people who look to them just for motivation, inspiration, and just like you know, that good energy hit of like a life vibe. And I think that's one of the things that all three of us share is we love to just serve. And it genuinely makes us happy to share information as we learn it because we never feel like we we've got it all figured out. We're just here to help like facilitate like, Hey, I learned this. Uh, Maybe this will help you too. So that's one of the things I love. Like none of us are like, we got it all figured out. We don't need any more help. We're good. We're always like, how can we learn more? How can we be more, you know, present? How can we have more ease and flow in our life. And we are just all about that ease, flow, presence, awareness, just really supporting ourselves, but then also learning how to support other people in our life. Um, We all have really strong boundaries. And I'd love to start off with just some of those boundaries of how we're able to do what we do, because it's all different. All three of us are busy in our own way. Um, I I think I'm the most annoyingly busy with all of my projects, because I like to do 50 million things. But Vanessa, let's start with you first. I feel like boundaries is something that you've gotten down clutch. Like let's just, what, what does boundaries even mean to you as as far as like how you use them in your life? Um, I would say that I use boundaries just more of like a self-respect thing. So once I started respecting myself, which hugely it's learning how to say no to things that don't serve your current life or where you want to be. Um, so I have no problem saying no, I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like, uh, I need to explain myself after I say the no, um, and realizing that you're probably really not going to hurt people's feelings. I think that has just been the biggest thing. And like saying no to bad food, saying no to alcohol, uh, saying no to the really fun person, uh, that's not going to fill my cup later on. Mm. Um, So there's so many different ways you can say no. And it's not just to other people, it's to yourself. Um, Now, 
as far as boundaries, though, okay, so we're saying no to certain things in our life. That's a, a form of the boundary, right? But I read once that boundaries aren't for other people. They're for you, right? And like you just said, they're they're centered in like self-respect. And I love that you touched on, not, not everyone's going to get that upset generally, right? Nubia, have you found like when you implement boundaries in your life that majority of the time people are like, okay, or, or, or they just don't, they kind of just disappear. They kind of back up. If they don't like the version of you now, they kind of seem to just like not be an issue. I feel like for me, boundaries became stronger as I became personally stronger with also my self-respect and like stepping into who I am and owning who I am. Um, I'm very bold, but I'm also very kind. And I feel like if you don't know me, you mistake my kindness for weakness. And that's like not true. So uh, I've had both. I've had people want to disrespect my boundaries. And now they're so much more clear where... They just don't, they just respect them. They know that I respect my own boundaries and it no longer creates like um, conflict or they're confused. They're just like, that's just how she is in a positive way. Like, no, she just knows who she is. Like she's good. So I feel like I've had both. I I feel like when I was younger and I really wasn't strong in my boundaries, they would definitely get crossed because I allowed them to. And I just like didn't understand how to say like, no, like I said, no, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like that. Now it's just like, no, thanks. Or I don't even have to say anything. I just don't partake. So, mm. yeah. It's so definitely a learned, it's a learned skill. I feel <laughs> yeah, like. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why they say when you get to your forties, things get a lot easier because you give a whole lot less fucks. And I'm like, True. I I give more fucks about the things that are important. Like I give right. more fucks about what I actually want versus what I think everybody thinks I should want. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten like really emotional over the last couple of years when I've been trying to pull away from doing hair because so many people are like, you're going to miss it so much. Like, oh, but you're the best. And it's like a lot of times from clients who love me and love what I do. And of course, like that feels great, but it also makes you feel bad in the sense that I'm letting people down. And I finally, this, this year, it's 2023 and it's only like beginning of February. Have I finally like put my foot down and I'm like, that's great. I'm glad that you are so like all about me doing this thing. I now have to have a boundary that says I'm not going to do that anymore. That's a past version of me. There's nothing bad that happened. And a lot of times we, I think we think boundaries have to come out of a bad situation or we have to create them because whatever, but I guess I wasn't feeling good in that work anymore. As much as I still did love doing hair, I wanted to transition and see what else was possible for me, but I wasn't allowing myself to let go of the people pleasing and the easiness of the job that I had created, right? It was on rinse and repeat. I didn't have to work hard to, to get the clients in the salon. And I know Nubia's yeah. laughing because you know, the same way with clients too. And Vanessa, when she owned her spa, you know, when you have something that you worked really hard on and it just is like, I don't want to say printing money, but it's like, effortless. It's, hit the point. it's effortless. And then all of a sudden you decide I'm going to try something new. It's, it's like people want to support you, but they, maybe they just don't know how yet. So I hate to ever blame other people. And this is probably one of those things we can talk about is looking for that outside validation mm-hmm. to do something different. My mistake well, was, my mistake was asking people who still wanted me to do the current thing. What if they were excited for me to do something else? They were like, yeah, that's great, but no, like, no, stay right where you are. Cause I need you to be right where you are for me. And that's innately what people want is like, they want their needs met too. So I get that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting with the hair thing for you you did my hair and I loved when you did my hair. Like you took me really light my first time without like 
killing my hair. Um, and when you said, you said it like once, you said, I'm just really not having fun doing hair anymore. I think I want to do something else. I no longer booked you. Like that is me. Respect. I respect my boundaries so much that you didn't have to explain it to me. You didn't have to send me a message or like tell me like you're not going to do hair anymore. I haven't booked you since. <laughs> like the one is- person I still would like to do her hair. She was like, oh, I'm out, girl. I'm out. Well, I don't like making people do things that they don't have fun doing anymore. I understand. You know what I mean? It's I go to people that love their job or love what they do because it's fun for me too that I can see you love it and you're passionate and I don't really do anything I'm not passionate about because I don't think yeah. that's fair for other people. So anyways, when you said that, I was like, damn, now I have to find a new hair girl. Great. But it's just really funny. I, I didn't really realize that till right now, but that's really cool of me as a friend. <laughs> and re- Absolutely. Really respectful of me for you where you can easily take that and be like, okay, brat, like you're going to somebody else without we were friends. When I'm like, well, you said you didn't want to do hair anymore. It's so funny. That's one of those things that like, I never, I never questioned when clients went elsewhere. I was like, oh, either I, I, I told my own story, either you couldn't get in with me or my schedule didn't work for you. It, it wasn't a right fit, which I'm totally fine with. I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. And I either failed to make it to the point where I was so easy to talk to that if you didn't like your hair, you would have, we would have had a conversation about it because I felt like I had that relationship with so many of my clients that they knew that there was that openness of like, Jessica's here to make my experience amazing from start to finish. And if there's anything that I didn't like in there, I hope that she could talk, I could talk to her and then she could correct it or fix it. Right. Cause nobody's perfect and doing hair. Like I, there was many times I, I messed up or didn't do something, you know, amazing. And I had so many clients come back and I felt that that was such a cool thing that I had established. Um, but regardless, <laughs> I feel like when, when we start to put those boundaries out there, we have to be okay with other people not being okay with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's really interesting. You, like you just said, people were, were telling you how much you were going to miss it. It's so interesting to me when someone tells someone else how they're going to feel. <sighs> right? Yeah. Like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not going to feel like that. Or ask <laughs> me, me or ask me how I feel about leaving. Yeah. Like, just say like, really, you built this beautiful thing. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, why can't you just ask me so I can explain my own feelings to you? Yeah. When I was pregnant, I mean, the amount of unsolicited advice you get when you're pregnant is insane. And it's all about all the things you can no longer do, all the things <laughs> that are going to suck as like just being a new mom and not having the freedom to do, you know, your own thing. And so many people would tell me all these negative things. And it's like, wow, I'm not going to listen to you. Like, I don't, I don't like the, the information that you're giving me, you know, even if some of it could be true, but you also have to be careful who you listen to and take advice from, because it's like their story is not your story. And, you know, so it's just interesting to me when other people tell you how you're going to feel. Yeah. And I do miss doing hair that no one was wrong on that aspect. I miss doing something I I did for 20 plus years. Like there's no doubt that like, you know, there might be some 
feelings of angst in there. But you know what? To me, like that career is not going anywhere. If I wanted to pick back up and start doing that again, there it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the one thing all three of us have in common is that we never want to look back on our life and say, I wish I would have tried that or I wish I would have done that. You right. know, I think all three of us are bold enough to, to know when it's time to change or move or flow or to try something on for size. And the conversations that we've had intimately at our dinners or when we have coffee or on the phone or our walks or whatever, we share that. We share times where we're like, having these aha moments of we're totally hell bent on this is how I want my life to be. This is where I'm going with it. And then a few weeks later, we're like, actually, so um, (laughs) what actually happened was, and then you've got your two girlfriends to be like, Oh, lean into that. Oh, it's so good that you were wrong. Let's talk about how wrong we were. Um, Because I think when you can own that and you become aware of like, maybe that isn't exactly how I needed things to be. And Nubia, you've always been such a good light of like, what if, what if it doesn't have to be like that? Like you're always good at really asking questions and getting us to think about like, okay, that sounds great. That's a great plan or a great vision or a great idea or, you know, cool. Like you could probably have that, but what if you looked at it like this? Like you're great at like shifting perspective. And I love, I love that about you. And I love that all three of us can have conversations where we're like, mm, that might've like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, but okay, I'm down to talk about it. <laughs> and that is like the premise of why I wanted to have you girls on the show, because we've had so many conversations around certain things um, from dating different men to giving up careers to, you know, Nubia going from an in-person business to a fully online business. Like we've all done so many different things. And that's why I felt like in these episodes, you, the listener, is going to be able to connect with one of us or all three of us at some point in the stories that we're going to share. So you can look forward to these episodes, hopefully once a month at bare minimum, but we're, we're going to get our shit together. And by us, I mean me. Because um, <laughs> I know, I'll just call myself out um, for you guys. So if there's topics that you're like, oh my God, we've got uh, we've got a new, new mom, we've got a single mom, we've got someone who's not a mom yet, but who's on the I want to be a mom path. You've got an online entrepreneur, you've got a past brick and mortar people like we, we got you covered. We've, we've done it all. Um, all those drugs included. And we, we've learned the things to do, not to do. And, um, again, we have not got it all figured out, but we definitely love to have conversations around all the things, but the big topic we wanted to talk about today was shifting from different identities and like working through the different identities that you become as you change roles in your life. Um, and I'll start with Vanessa because she, she is a new mom. I know, you know, Emma's a little over a year now, so she's not super new in the game anymore, but still new to the adjustments of what that looks like. And you touched on what people shared that life was going to be like, and what are some of the truths that you've learned along the way of, of becoming a new mom? Um, I think right now what's mostly coming up for me is, I was so ready to bounce back, bounce back to this old version of myself before I became pregnant. And I will never be that version of myself ever again. You know, do I still, I'm still interested in all this, you know, I'm really into personal development and fitness and nutrition. And so like at my core, my values and stuff are still the same. And my habits are the same. They're even stronger now because I have a bigger why, my daughter. Um, So for me, it's like, I'm, and if you're a new mom, I'm not, you're not going to be that person. Just who are you today? Like be the best you can be today, but not trying to get back to that old, you know, bounce back. Mm, I love that. 
that resonates yeah. hard with me. My kid's 11. So I feel that to my core. I, I try to often think of like, oh, but I was in such good shape before I had Kai or I could do like, I think sometimes when I'm taking him to school, like what did I used to do between the hours of like 7am and like nine, like I could be at the gym, I could do all things. like your schedule is not your own, you know, for quite some time in certain pockets of time In other ways I found more me time in there. But yeah, that's so true of thinking the bounce back. And I know a lot of times we've had in you listening past successes, but sometimes when we're, when we're in a season of not feeling so successful or not having that, you know, top of the world feel, we, we try to get back to a past version of ourselves that used to be successful or used to feel a certain way or look a certain way. And you're never going to be able to go back, right? You can only go forward. Mm-hmm. And you're doing yourself a disservice mm-hmm. by not leaning totally in to who you are today. And really all you're doing is causing yourself resistance right. and push it because you're wanting this other this past version of you, which maybe that's not the best version of you. Like you want to be the best version, right? And so really just like, who am I today? Like in valuing my body, because a lot of it's, you know, I want to be physically fit like I was before, lean and fit. And, uh, you know, my body, I had a baby, you know, and I'm, my body's great. I work out every day. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I eat good foods. Like just valuing myself. Um, And not comparing yourself, I going on Instagram and you see all these moms who, you know, have had four kids and they, they have bounced back, but you don't know what their life is like. You don't know what they're able to do. Yeah. Cause you're watching it from the outside. So it's like their bounce back mentally can, could have been very difficult and the bounce back can be, I know right now we're on the baby topic, but like wanting to be a, a past version of yourself is always going to be there. It's like the life right. experience that brings you to that moment of deciding like, oh man, back in the days or back then or back when I didn't have a son or a daughter or I wasn't married or we've all been a past version. Like yesterday's version isn't the version we are today because women like us are constantly trying to be better, be the next version. Right. How can I accomplish the most today as who I am right now to better a future version that we want to be. Right. Right. Um, It's easier. And once you have that perspective change, you start to not compare yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that Vanessa. You know, sometimes when people are like, Oh, you don't even look like you had a baby. And it's like, well, I don't really want to look like I didn't have a baby. Like I have a baby. Yeah. You know, I just, good for having a baby like I just want to look good you can know? you tell me I look good for having a baby instead of pretending I don't have a baby right you know it's just um so really just not comparing yourself living in the moment having a child has really taught me how to be present in the moment kids are so in the moment and uh it's such a beautiful thing so transitioning from that um has been hard but it's also has has so many blessings. Yeah. And I know Nubia, you coach and speak to this with so many of the people that come through your programs that you do now and your online coaching that you do. Is this this is one of the biggest topics I'm sure that people talk about. People have to there's always this past version of themselves that they're referring to because I know it happens with me with coaching too. It's like I ha- had this bit of success or, you know, you, is that a common thing that people are bringing up? Yeah, I feel like I mean, it's a common thing that people bring up all the time. It's like if you're, say you're wanting to make a change 
okay, we'll speak fitness at this point. If you're wanting to make a change in your health, you have to let go of things in order to make space for this new version of yourself or this next version of yourself. So um, relating it to what Vanessa said, like she's like letting go of alcohol or eating better foods. Like if you want to be physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit, financially fit, all these fits, you have to let go of things in order to gain something. So those are conversations I personally have with clients all the time. I have them with myself every day, all day long. You, even being a coach, you have to do the work personally in order to be able to teach your clients because you're working through them too, right? It's like, I competed. Well, I'm not trying to have a competition body. I'm just trying to feel good now. Like my, my why, Vanessa's in the situation with her baby, being a mom, a wife, my why changed completely. I now work out to feel good because it is literally therapy for me. Like I need it now. And as I'm getting older, there's more responsibilities I have. And just because it's time, right? Like I'm leveling up. There's a lot more on my plate than I had before. And you're constantly having to talk yourself through identity shifts and being like, I can't be who I was a week ago. My dog, things change with my dog. I can't be who I was, you know, when he was two, he's 11, like things change. So yeah, I have conversations like that with clients all the time. And it's just like getting them to understand the mindset of, I loved where you were and I love that you loved her, but now who's the future version of you? So you can love, learn to love her too. And take those steps in believing like you can still love her and thank her and move forward and like become the new version of her. So yeah, I have yeah. those conversations all the time, especially with myself. Yes. First and foremost, we we all have those conversations mostly with ourselves. And then we share that with each other, yeah. which is why we're here sharing them with you on the show right now. What were you going to say, V? Um, I read recently, it said um, a healer is still healing. And a teacher is still learning. Mm. So all, you know, people who hire coaches and, you know, trainers and whoever, they're also still learning. So, but I love that. A healer is still healing and a teacher is still learning. I feel so like true. I'm forever a student. I'm forever a student. I'm, I'm rereading a book that I've read before. I'm reading new books. I, you know, it's you're you have to constantly understand, like, you're just a student of life. And you get to create so it however you want. And it either gets to be miserable, but you don't have to stay there. Or it gets to be fabulous and so much fun. And that's fine too. Yeah, You get to make a choice. Right. I mean, I have on my wall right here is that y you get to create this life. And I think that's one common theme that all three of us share is like we get to create the life that we have and we can we can get into that uh misery loves company shit just as easy as the next group of gals we we could sit and commiserate all day but the the powerful underlying tone that we have in this group is cool how can we get you unstuck from that how can we how can that not be the theme right like we, we give each other space we're not a bunch of fucking toxic positivity hoes but we definitely are like hold space and then cool how can we help shift you out of this or what do you need you know mm -hmm. or or dubious Thing that she likes to ask me all the time. What do you want? I'm like, bitch, yeah. I don't know what I want. When I grow up, I'll let you know, but I'm not there yet. I can't answer that question. It sounds so simple. This should be titled. What do you want? I don't know. 
where am I now? Like for lunch? Or I can't even answer that question. It's no. so funny because it I think so- a lot of the times on accident, we don't do it on purpose, but that's why it's beautiful to have friendships like ours where you can really hear the person and you know that they're there with no judgment to hold space and to really hear what you're saying. And, and in our last conversation, when it was um, just Jess and I, we said that where it was like, you're really good at asking questions where you're like, what is it that you want? Or you'll say like, did I really just say that? Because you say things, we all say things, and then someone repeats it to you and you're like, damn. I did not know I sounded like that. That's terrible. Like, or she'll yes. say, you said seven times that you don't want to do hair anymore. I'm like, I did not. She's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> I think it took you two, probably like a year and a half. I don't even know to get out of hair from when you told me you weren't going to do hair anymore. Yeah. And I'm still there because it's, it's something that I still love because I love connecting with people. Like, and there is nothing better for me than an in-person authentic, like moment with somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me doing the few days that I do. I see family, I see some close friends and I see some, um, amazing, like couple of clients that are still left. And there's a part of me that felt like I had to fully let that identity go in order to move on to the next thing. And what I realized is I don't have to kill off that identity. I don't have to ever say I'm not a hairdresser anymore. Like I'll forever be able to do the craft of that. But I had to take away there being rules around how I was going to exit gracefully. And if it was going to take me longer than I thought, then that's okay. And being able to now say I do X, Y, Z over here and this feels really good. But I thought I had to like burn the boat in order to go all in on, you know, the podcast course and writing the book and doing the things. But you know, I know I'll know when it's done. I'll know I'll know when I'm ready because like any of us who've ever been in a relationship, when you're done, you know when you're done, okay? If you can think back to a time you broke up with a yeah. dude, like you weren't done, you weren't done, you weren't done. And then one day you were like, I'm fucking done. And there was <laughs> nothing that person could do to get you back. So I imagine my ending to my hair career will be very similar. <laughs> I was, for You know, it's funny for me, I killed it off like really hard and fast. And I was like, Oh, did I make a mistake? That's not what, like, I just like stopped cold Turkey. And then yeah. I was like, wait, hold on. And I was really lucky enough to have clients that still wanted me to train them. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Because, yeah. because I did, I didn't mean to, but I was like, Oh, ready. I want to move somewhere else. And that's like the manifesting generator in me. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's not feeling good anymore. Bye. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, hold on. I kind of still like, it's like when you hang up and you're like, can I, can I'm going to call you back? Sorry for hanging up on you. Like, um, I love but, that. yeah, no, but it's true. Like you think if, if, if we can teach anything, it's when you're moving and shifting identities, move gracefully and move with love and move with compassion because everything you went through, all the things you experienced, good or bad, shape you into the person you are like in this specific moment. Yeah. And all of those things, all of those identities and experiences are necessary to, to bring you to who you are today. And mm-hmm. even with our friendships, like I say this all the time, the more real and raw we have gotten with each other, honestly, with ourselves and being vulnerable enough to open up, our friendship has just exploded in like such a short period of time because we're so raw and real and open of real things that are happening to us, whether they're personal, business, like our own thoughts in our head, struggles, all different things from A to Z. I mean, name them, like you said, Jess, where we got you covered from like 
brick and mortar mom, wife, girlfriend. I mean, not even wanting to date. Now I'm over here wanting a family. Like what? So it's like so yeah. many, so many things. Um, but it's when you move past those identities, like a past version of you, like you mentioned, you don't have to kill it off. You can embrace it and move with compassion and love. And I think that's extremely important, especially as a woman who has so many identities. And that's like super important. I think in life, take that with you. Like when you're moving through something, move with love. Cause yeah. Well, and it's usually a slow evolution too. It's not just like one day you're this person and the next day you're the next, the, you know, the next version of yourself. It's usually like, and you can look back and see like, oh, I started having these thoughts here. Then I had these conversations. Okay. And then this move and then this move. So it's not, it's gradual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. For sure. Well, unless one day you decide to wake up and sell your spa and move to Hawaii with your boyfriend. Right. <laughs> that, but what the lead was- up, the lead up <laughs> was I had never wanted to ever move out of San Diego. But my boyfriend prior to him was uh, he wanted to move out of San Diego. So he planted the seed for me to think it was okay to move. And then, yeah. And then one day I ended up, you know, peace out. Yeah. I'm going to go to the middle of an island where I don't know anybody to work through my shit. You know, I have a question for that real quick. When you were making that decision, did your gut tell you not to go or did your gut tell you to go? I'm curious. Go. It told you to go. Go. Yeah. Well, I, when that situation happened, I mean, I was in a pretty bad space doing drugs, drinking every weekend in and out of bad relationships. And I got down on my hands and knees and I prayed like I had never prayed before. And I was just like, either bring me someone who's good for me. Or just don't bring, I don't want to be with anybody, you know? (laughs) And uh, I feel like God placed Raphael into my life to create a safe space for me to heal. So, yeah. So it was definitely a divine. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I love that. Because I made a decision before and I can still feel it. And I went against my gut Mm. and everything happened against me because I oh, went against my actual intuition and I made a decision and I was sitting there and I remember talking to my parents and they're so supportive and they were like they knew that I didn't want to make that decision but I did anyways and it was terrible ever since then that was probably like I don't know seven eight years ago ever since then I know how strong like I speak for like I make decisions off my sacral like it mm-hmm. has to speak to me and if I, it doesn't, like, I just know it's not for me. It's no longer a resistance. It's just like, no, it's just not. I can't really explain it. It's just a feeling I get. You can't explain it. Because no. I've made a lot of those decisions. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, or like, if I knew in my gut and someone else told me, oh, yeah, Vanessa, do it. And I was like, okay. And then I'm like, why did I do that? I knew mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. you know, but that move to Hawaii was so spot on. And then the move back was so like, right too. I love mm-hmm. that. I love when you can see it and you're like, I knew I was right. <laughs> I oh, knew well, of it. Course, we're, we're women. Of course we want to feel that feeling. I knew I was right. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I love it's it. So good. So mm-hmm. good. Okay. We are going to be bringing you these more of these conversations. I hope you enjoyed this episode of listening to us. Just really talk through what 
different identities mean to us and, and just the act of putting boundaries up in your life. Uh, I always love to share that boundaries are best created when you are in an emotionally sound place where you can really connect to who you are. Listen to that inner knowingness that Nubia was just talking about. Tap into your sacral, whether it's through a quiet walk, journaling, breath work, talking to a coach, leaning in with a friend who's there to really truly hold space for you and be supportive. Um, that's how you can tap into that knowingness of what you need to do or what you need to not be doing. Um, and maybe you're going through a huge transition like us and we'd love to hear from you on social. Just DM us if you have any questions. I, I would be down to have um, a fourth guest come on if they if they had wanted to talk through. We love to coach, but we love to be part of the conversation. So if you want to join us, be part of our conversation on one of these future episodes, let us know. You can reach out to Nubia on Instagram and Vanessa also, um, you know where I'm at, at Jessica Virgio. If you're thinking that, hey, I've got a couple girlfriends and I've got a lot of stuff to say, I think it'd be really fun to have a podcast, then you should join my Start Your Damn Podcast course that has launched. You can get on the wait list. Just shoot me a DM if you're interested in starting your podcast. It is a four-week course from idea to launch to get you unstuck or from an idea to launching your podcast. Um, I think it's one of the biggest platforms that you can jump on right now, especially if you love long form content, anything over two, three, four, five minutes, put it on a podcast, create that content to get more awareness um, into your world so people can get to know, know, like, and trust you a little bit more. Um, and in the next episode, the girls and I are going to share just what that looks like building your brand through authentically using your voice and showing up as this new yummy version of you. That's not trying to be a past version of yourself, but it's trying to step into this new identity and trust. We, we know you ain't got to have it all figured out yet, but uh, mm -hmm. join us as we chat more about the things that we've kind of got figured out and the things we're, we're kind of like sitting in, having good conversations about. So you're invited to sit with us and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Creating this podcast is as much fun as it sounds and it's not hard. You're worthy of sharing your expertise with the world. So I've broken it down so you can start your own damn podcast in four weeks or less. Head to the link in the show notes to start now.